Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and you've tuned in to Technically Speaking. And today we are with Eric Deckers, and he is president and owner of Pro Blog Service. And he is joining us to share why personal branding and social media go hand in hand and how you can establish your personal brand on social media. So let's jump right into this. And for those of our listeners who are not really overly familiar with personal branding, could you give us a quick overview of what personal branding is? Well, personal branding is essentially your reputation, but Mm -hmm. it's sort of 21st century fancy marketing talk for reputation. So so when you hear people say personal brand, and a lot of people don't like the term, but when you hear people say personal brand, you think, what do people think about me when I'm not around? We think of a brand of a company, and it's not really logos and colors and taglines. It's what is the emotional response that the company instills in me when I encounter it. Mm -hmm. So it could be McDonald's, it could be BP Oil, it could be the Chicago Cubs. You know, all of those instill some kind of emotional reaction. We love it, we hate it, we are ambivalent about it. But whenever we see any of those logos, we have an emotional response. So personal brand is what is that emotional response that we instill in other people when they see our face, they see our name, they see something that we did online. Now, the key word there is online. I feel like a lot of people are building their personal brands and their reputation online, particularly with social media. So why should you use social media during your job search or in your overall career just to kind of establish that reputation about yourself? If you look back go back 20, 30 years, and how were we told to to find new jobs and to expand our professional careers was to network. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to meet people, you go to conferences and meet them, and then you keep in touch with them by snail mail and fax, and then email when that started coming out. You're supposed to know these people, and this is how you built your reputation. And after a good solid 25, 30 years in your industry, you were known as one of the big names of that industry. Mm-hmm. Well, social media has has made that so much easier. You don't have to travel to conferences to meet people now. You don't have to take 25 or 30 years to become that big name, that big expert in the field. You can do that in a matter of months and, and even a couple of years. I, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole point of branding yourself was uh, was sort of a playbook that I had followed here in Indianapolis, where I became known as the blog guy back in uh, 2007, 2008, just because I talked about blogging a lot. And, and I wasn't trying to get a blog uh, job blogging. I wasn't trying to, to get blogging customers. I was actually selling direct mail at the time, but I was just doing it a lot, posting a lot of content uh, in a number of different places. And I got that reputation as being the guy that you call for, for blogging. It ended up me getting this job and owning a company where we provide blogging services. But it all started with, I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be that expert in blogging. So the benefit, it sounds like, with personal branding and doing that on social media is just a quicker, faster response and a faster way to build your reputation and become that expert. Exactly. And if you understand other concepts like search engine optimization, and the importance of social media marketing, you can build that reputation even faster because if you're writing about and talking about problems that people have and show them how to solve them, when they do searches for those solutions, your name and your solutions pop up. 
So is that how you would recommend people to use social media to build their reputation? Just kind of talk about what problems people have in your industry and discuss what those solutions are? Exactly. Identify where it is that you want to work or where it is that you want to be in the next several months, the next few years, and sort of become that name in that industry. You're, you're going to do that by writing about those different issues. You can search your own email inbox for people who send you emails that say, how do I? And then they have a question, how do I do this? And then you write about those things. You can also join LinkedIn groups related to that industry and look for those kinds of questions. And so not only write responses there on LinkedIn, but again, turn those into blog posts and share that with the group you're in. Hey, I wrote about this right here. Here's the link. And if you do this in a number of places, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, you're going to show your value to people who will need to know who you are later on. Mm -hmm. You also want to use social media to connect with influencers because you're not going to be the big influencer right away, but there are people who have come before you who are. And if you can get on their radar and they start sharing your information and they're, you know, they're saying that, uh, hey, Katie's doing some great work over here, then people start to pay attention to Katie because these other important people have said so. And pretty soon your brand gets elevated to their level because they're all talking about you and the cool stuff that you're doing. Right. When you mentioned connecting with influencers, influencers are typically the big wig in your industry and they're well known. And I feel like a lot of times they're inundated with requests from people. So how would you recommend connecting with those influencers and really getting your stuff in front of them? Well, the, the first thing to remember, and this is always funny about influencers, is they're influential in their industry. Mm-hmm. And yet when they go out on the weekend, you know, they go to Home Depot to pick up fertilizer for the lawn. They're just everybody else. Mm-hmm. The people at Home Depot don't care that this guy is well known in the, the field of banana slug studies. <laughs> it's <laughs> just a guy picking up fertilizer. But, you know, everybody else who studies banana slugs is like, oh my God, it's Dr. Johnson. It's Dr. Johnson. So they're really not a celebrity. So you have to have that approach. A lot of people are reluctant to approach those that we perceive as celebrities because they think, oh, they're so special, but they're not. They're, they're just like everybody else. So step one is kind of get over yourself and, and believe that you are good enough and important enough to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. Step two, you don't want to just bombard them with requests. Hey, could you read this? Hey, could you look this over? Hey, would you be my mentor? You know, Not those kinds of things, but more like share with them information that you think they would enjoy. Okay. Don't do it in a stalkerish way, like you're sending them something every day along with a plate of cookies. I like chocolate chip. But, you know, something that you maybe wrote a response to one of their articles or their blog posts, and you've tagged them in a tweet and say, hey, wrote about at Chris Brogan and his article on X. And Chris will see that you've tagged him. And so he'll see it and then he might reshare it. But you do those things where you're letting them know you've done something, but you're not standing around waiting for that approval. Mm -hmm. And if you do this a few times, they start to pay more attention. Then you engage them with questions. Ask them a question about how do you, you know, what is your opinion on X or or how should I do Y? And let them start to notice you a little bit more. But then you're going to start building up a relationship with them. And that's when you, as you're building this relationship, and that'll take a little while. That'll take, you know, a few months at least. But that's when you are in the position where you can ask them, can you be my mentor? Can you help me with this? Would you look this over and tell me what you think? So the time portion of it, and that's something that I'm interested in now, 
building your brand is not going to be an instantaneous thing. We talked about that it can happen a lot quicker than it used to happen, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But it definitely does take time and a lot of work and dedication. So do you have any advice for just staying, you know, with it and staying motivated to build it, even when you might run into some roadblocks or it's just not going how you think it will go? I think the best advice I can give is to look at this more as a serendipity game. Mm -hmm. I didn't set out to make a list of the 10 people that I want to connect with most and then create some sort of editorial calendar to connect with these people. On this day, I'll send Chris this message. On this day, I'll send Jason this message. And if everything goes according to plan, by this day, they will be my friend. Okay. That's not a good strategy. It's more, I'm just going to do my thing that I want to do. I'm going to talk about the thing that interests me the most. And occasionally I will tag other people, but I'm just going to let things happen the way they happen. And by taking that approach, I met different people than the ones that maybe I, quote, should have met. And it took me in some different directions and opened up some, some more exciting opportunities than if I had just done this strict, rigid calendar that I thought I should follow. Okay. You know, one thing I'm wondering about is this all kind of seems to point back to self-promotion of yourself. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that and just, you know, tooting their own horns and saying, oh, I'm great because I can do this, this, and this. So do you have any recommendations for just kind of getting over that fear and just really getting yourself out there and establishing yourself as a, you know, an influencer, as a leader in your industry? First, I recognize that it's very, very difficult to do that. I'm from Indiana and, you know, we're America's Canada and we don't <laughs> like to talk about ourselves. And, and so I have a tough time just stating what is a fact. I wrote a book and, and I don't like to admit that in public, even though the book is about admitting that in public. I don't like to just say, hey, I wrote a book because I feel like I'm bragging, but it really is just a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. So it is one of those things that, you, you know, I just had to get over. But the other thing is to recognize what is the difference between bragging and, and making those statements of fact. You know, I do this thing is certainly different from I'm great at this thing. Right. You know, so, so I'm a writer. I've been a writer for 25 years. I can say that. But if I say I'm an excellent writer, nobody can write better than me, that's being braggy. And so, you know, I make sure that I, I, take that former approach and say that, you know, I've been a writer for this long or I know how to write. And I don't put in those those qualitative competitive words. Mm -hmm. I'm better, I'm greater. I'm so that's one thing. The other thing is that you just you demonstrate it rather than show it. Or you know, the the, the writing phrase is show, don't tell. Right. So if I want to demonstrate that I know how to write, I just need to write. I just need to publish things uh, and I need to do a good job at it. But if I tell people that I'm a writer and yet I'm not producing anything, then you know they don't have a reason to believe me. So if you want to prove that you know a lot about web design, show some good web design. Actually have a lot of websites that you've designed and then just share those. I created this. Not I did this and it's better than yours, but just I created this, here it is. And if you do this enough, people see what you do without you bragging about it, without you even talking about it. You just state those facts and let the facts speak for themselves. I really like that suggestion of, you know, demonstrate it. Don't just tell people, demonstrate it. And one of the things that you're doing while you're branding yourself on social media is conversing with people because it's not just a one-way street where you put stuff out there. 
you know, people might come and ask you questions and that's where that interaction comes from. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that individuals make when they're networking with people on social media that might damage their, you know, personal brand and their reputation? One of the biggest problems that not only people but companies have is that they think this is all about themselves. Mm-hmm. Companies use social media as an advertising channel. They think, hey, this is free and we can, we can just start blasting out all these messages just like we do on TV. But the problem is nobody wants to watch that. And so we go to social media to escape commercials. So if that's the case for companies, that is also certainly the case for individuals. And so I get followed by a lot of book authors who, you know, nonfiction writers, fiction writers, published writers, self-published writers, and they're all, not all, but many of them are just talking about their book all the time. My book is on sale. You can get my book here. Hey, did I tell you I have a book out? And that gets, that's just another commercial that becomes overwhelming. And so I end up unfollowing those writers because all they're doing is advertising. Mm -hmm. People I pay attention to and the people that I gravitate to the most are the people that I feel I have a personal connection with. You know, there are people that, that we ask and answer questions for each other. Or, you know, somebody makes a statement and we sympathize or we congratulate or, or whatever. But more often than not, we are talking about other people and supporting what they are doing. You know, so if you publish a blog post somewhere, I'm going to tell other people about it. And I'm going to do that more about other people than I am about myself. And so we talk about in the book doing a 90-10 rule. 90% of the time you talk about somebody else in a good way. And then the other 10% of the time you get to talk about yourself. So that's, I think, the biggest mistake that most people make on social media is they violate that rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think that's where you cross that line between bragging and that statement of fact. And if you're really, if it's flipped and 90% of it about, is about you, that's where you can definitely get a little bit annoying for those that are following you. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the other thing that people can do. If you can talk about other people and you help them meet their goals, and this is true in any kind of networking, online and in the real world, if you can help other people promote themselves and meet their goals and achieve their dreams, they want to help you more. So if I promote other people's work a lot, they're going to remember that and they're going to, they're going to do the same for me. Now, where do you see this all going, you know, personal branding and social networking going in the future, you know, especially as it relates to recruiting and hiring and, and finding a job and really advancing your career through social media and the brand that you have built of yourself? Well, as far as recruiting goes, and, and a lot of HR people are still struggling with this, they're trying to learn how to recruit on social media. And, and right now, the rules and, and laws related to hiring don't really discuss social media. Mm-hmm. So some some HR people are choosing to use it and other people are choosing to not use it. But until there's a definitive rule that says they may not look at our social profiles before hiring, you have to assume they're going to. And I'm working under the assumption that more and more people are doing this as more and more HR people uh, and more recruiters are going online. This is how they're finding people. So if you're in an industry that's in high demand, like certain kinds of computer programmers, just assume that people are coming to find you. I think that's one of the futures. The other future is that even though these tools will come and go, Facebook will one day go the way of AOL, and Twitter will go the way of Yammer and Jabber 
they will be replaced with other tools. So the question is, are we keeping up with those new tools and using them as effectively as we're using Facebook and Twitter now? Well, thanks for joining us, Eric. I really enjoyed our conversation and I definitely learned a lot today. Well, good. Thank you very much. I had a good time. And with that final word, we will wrap up today's show of Technically Speaking. We've been speaking with Eric Deckers, president and owner of Pro Blog Service. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send our team an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with Aljan Radio.